what's happening as far as the weird news goes. Illness outbreak on a luxury cruise ship has spread now. The CDC saying at least 154 passengers and crew members aboard the Queen Victoria have reported symptoms of gastrointestinal illness. Oh, boy. The cause of the outbreak on the cruise ship, which departed Florida on January 22nd, remains unknown. CDC's vessel sanitation program is monitoring the situation. The ship has 1,800 passengers on board, 950 crew members, is in dock in Honolulu, and 104, 154 passengers with problems Wow! in the nether regions. Yeah. Gastrointestinal <laughs> issues. That does not sound good. No, that's a lot of peeps. Man. <laughs> All trapped on the ship. Nowhere to go except maybe getting the stomach flu, huh? Let's hope there's not food poisoning or something like that. Something bad getting in the whole mix, and then the rest of the cruise is just as bad as the first part of it. When uh, Jarrell Bolden was born, his feet were already so big that his mom couldn't find baby shoes. Really? Big kid. Now he's 16 years old. Bolden wears a size 23 shoe. And the uh, teen's mom... Ms. Mika Neal said that she would love to wear, or he would love to wear, trendy shoes like Jordans and Nikes, but hasn't been doable uh, at this juncture. No. Here's the quote from Bolden himself. I have to wear the shoes that hurt my feet, quote unquote. Well, nobody should have to do that. But every time I go out to walk and stuff, it hurts my feet, he said. Neal started a GoFundMe page to buy custom shoes for the kid. So far, she's raised ten grand on this deal. Where do you put the cap on and say, well, I think we can probably afford shoes now? Right, yeah. That's, yeah. that's pretty good. So far, she's got $10,000 raised on a GoFundMe to be able to buy shoes for her son. I would say probably going to be able to do it now. Size 23. Yeah, pretty incredible. I think they, they used to have... Uh, uh, Replicas of Shaq shoes in some clothing stores. I think yep. he had like 18 or 19, so they're monsters. Yeah, those are big feet, no doubt about it. So is he a basketball player? It doesn't even say so here. He's 16 years old. Right. Maybe he's not going to be a basketball player if they don't mention it, huh? Who knows? Just a big dude. A compound in Florida has hit the market. How's the gum money, Dan? Oh, it could always be better. $295 million, you could have this uh, pricey home in Naples, Florida. The compound in Naples stretches over nine acres. That's a lot of land in Naples, Florida. Three houses, a private yacht basin, and overlooks the Gulf of Mexico. Sounds pretty nice. Wall Street Journal reports that the compound would shatter the world record, uh, world record sales for the state if owners get the asking price. The property known as Gordon Point has been owned by a philanthropist and his family. Well, if he gave it all away, that's why he's looking for $295 million. You know, stay a philanthropist if he gets the price. <laughs> right, yeah. Helps along his projects. Move into some crummy, you know, $10 million place and still have $285 million to spare. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, this is bizarre. And for those of you that have been to Red Rocks Amphitheater, you're really going to wonder what... Uh, I didn't notice it when I was there, but volunteers have removed over 50 pounds of gum from the Red Rock Amphitheater in Colorado. 50 pounds of gum. 
People don't have anywhere to put their gum, evidently. There are garbage cans there, for yeah. crying out loud. Yeah. The uh, Friends of Red Rock spent one weekend a month, or they do spend one weekend a month, tidying up the venue and surrounding area, and even have a gum-scraping crew, it says here. <laughs> their job to remove the dried wads of gum from underneath seats uh, removed more than 50 pounds of gum during 2023 alone, according to their Facebook page. And the benches look so amazing and clean, it says. Okay, nice. Friendly reminder that gum is not allowed at Red Rocks. Other forbidden items include glass bottles, aluminum cans, remote control drones. Yeah, I probably can't really do that. Glitter, that's not allowed. And hula hoops. Glitter is pretty hard to clean up, I would think. They you have. take a piece of gum out of a little tinfoil wrapper, put the wrapper in your pocket. Yeah, and then, exactly, that's what your mom taught you, right? And then the gum goes in the wrapper. Seems simple. <laughs> Mackie, how's the uh, weird news pile looking over there? Well, we always say we get the most weird news from Florida, but uh, kind of in second place, Wisconsin. Yeah. A woman was arrested in Dade County, Wisconsin last week, accused of stabbing her boyfriend in the head with a fork. Oh, man. At least the skull's right there. You know, you probably can't do too much damage. <laughs> you hope. <laughs> There's more to the story because her boyfriend was driving a semi in the interstate at the time of the stabbing. Oh, my goodness. Wow. The woman then apparently threatened her boyfriend with a knife. He then decided to stop at a gas station and call the cops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. This is, this is becoming more and more dangerous by the moment. Right, yeah. He's expected to survive, but his girlfriend was arrested. Police say the couple is from out of state, so maybe they're not from Wisconsin. <laughs> but they're troubled, to say the no least. No doubt, yeah. <laughs> An alligator went missing in September. It was finally found along the uh, Kiskey River in Pennsylvania. The Kiskey Township Police Department believes that the alligator discovered by cyclists is Neo. A pet reported missing months ago. There's been this alligator on the loose. Who knows what small dogs he's maybe eaten by now, Mackie. Right. I wonder if he's a normal-sized, a full-grown gator. Neo has been turned over to Nathan uh, Lassat of Nate's Reptile Rescue. Lassat said the alligator is underweight and will receive care for an eye injury. Evidently, he got into a fight with something, maybe. Yeah, maybe. When he reaches over six feet long, Neil will be transferred to another facility. So it's still small enough to fit into the six-foot category anyway, Mac. I don't okay, know how big yeah. the thing is, but five feet is plenty lay, plenty big for me. Yeah. <laughs> I run into an alligator that's five feet long, and well, he's hungry, obviously, if he's underweight. Right. Local residents encouraged to bring by bunnies and kitties. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, don't do that. <laughs> Yikes. The man accused of breaking into cages at the Dallas Zoo last week released animals and managed to avoid jail time. He did. Davion Irvin was found incompetent to stand trial. The 25-year-old's been sent to a state hospital. Prosecutors dropped six animal, animal cruelty charges. Irvin allegedly cut the zoo's fencing, allowed, uh, allowing a, uh, a clouded leopard to escape. I don't know what a clouded leopard is. A uh, similar hole was found in the monkey exhibit. The primates were later found at a vacant home. Wow. Yeah, monkeys are pretty Taking smart. Taking up residence. Yeah, nobody living here. Let's move in here. 
leading cops oh, to the arrest of the young man. Man, bizarre. Speaking of monkeys, monkey guy reading the newspaper, you know. <laughs> hey, there's a down on Sixth and Maple. There's an op- there's a abandoned house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like apartments for us. <laughs> apartments dot com, right? Yeah, for monkeys. Speaking of monkeys, a traveler entered Boston you know, Logan International Airport. I don't know. I think maybe we had this on the news as part of the ABC News yesterday. This guy comes into the airport, claimed that he had dried fish in his bag. Okay. I got some dried fish in here. Oh, well, why don't we take a look and see? An inspection turned up mummified monkey remains. Oh, boy. Strange, huh? Thursday's incident took place after said passenger arrived from the Democratic Republic of, uh, of Congo. Buddy, a canine officer, sniffed out the remains, which included four monkey heads. Oh, boy. Minimally processed meat is not allowed to enter the United States. Minimally so processed. That's the way they looked at it, huh? That's the category, minimally, minimally processed meat. Is that meat. just like chopped up meat? I don't know. I suppose because it's uh, mummified, it's dehydrated. Yeah. It's like dehydrated meat. Bush meat can carry germs that can cause illness, including including the Ebola virus, according to area port director uh, Julio Caravia. The monkey, uh, the monkey remains, I should say, have been marked for destruction. You think the dude was singing great green gobs of greasy, grimy gopher meat, French fried parakeet, even some monkey's meat? Do you remember that tune? <laughs> no. No? <laughs> now, where's that from? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my goodness. It's just stuck in my head. Of course there'd be a jingle on... Monkey meat. Dehydrated monkey heads. Yeah. Mac, what do we have going in the weird news? Private investigator in Texas says he's cracked the O.J. Simpson case. Oh? William Deere has been obsessed with the 1994 murders of Nicole Brown and Ron Goldman for 30 years. Says he uh, says the knife found at Simpson's home was not the murder weapon. Oh. Claims he obtained the real murder weapon, a knife that was part of an auction contents of an abandoned storage unit. He goes on to assert that O.J. is not the killer, but his son Jason is. What? Deer believes modern DNA technology can lead to an arrest. Jason Simpson's never been named as a suspect. O.J. Simpson is reportedly undergoing treatment for prostate cancer in Las Vegas. I think most people, and people love conspiracies, so yeah, I suppose absolutely some people they believe do. it, but yeah. I think almost... The huge majority of people believe O.J. is the killer. There's a whole lot of evidence against him, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. A Florida woman was attacked by a 2,000-pound bull, and boy, is she happy about it. (laughs) She's happy? That's the way this story begins. Okay. Listen to this. Teal Mull was on her ranch in Brooksville, Florida. She looked outside and saw her son getting, quote-unquote, whammed, by a bull named Barry that they kept as a pet. Evidently, Barry wasn't too happy with the child. And Teal did what any other mother would do, and she ran over to protect her son and tried to block the bull. However, the bull ended up goring her and knocking her to the ground. Luckily for her, her brother-in-law drove over in a tractor and pushed the bull away. Okay, cool. Now we got the bull contained. 
Teal taken to the hospital, bruises to her face and body, as well as a broken rib. She had no idea that the bull attack may have actually saved her life, though. Strange, I know. Uh, Because in the scan that they did of her chest, doctors noticed a tumor, which turned out to be lung cancer. No way, wow. Uh, Had she not been in the hospital, she may have never caught it until it was too late. Instead, she had surgery to remove the tumor, recently received the good news that the cancer hadn't spread, and she's doing great. Saved her what? kid from the bull and got rid of cancer. What a story, huh? Man. Uh, William Bill Post, you might not know that name. He's the man credited as the inventor of the Pop-Tart has yeah. passed away. Post passed away at the age of 96 on Saturday. While a Keebler plant manager in the 1960s, Post was approached by Kellogg's executives and asked to create a breakfast food for a toaster. Earlier versions of the item were developed by Post and a team of co-workers, with the final product becoming what is known today as the Pop-Tart, a dandy little invention. Man, oh man. A lot of people owe owe this guy a little thanks, huh? Post continued to work for the company, retiring as a senior vice president before continuing as as a consultant. Died at 96 on Saturday. Little tip of the hat. Thanks, William Bill Post. Appreciate the Pop-Tarts. Nice going. A stingray residing at an aquarium in North Carolina has been a been a real freak in the tank, it says here. But no one can figure out with whom. Charlotte is the only stingray in the tank, which is a very important fact to remember because she also happens to be pregnant. And uh, workers at the team Echo Aquarium and Shark Lab in Hendersonville, North Carolina are completely stumped on the deal. Charlotte's never been in a tank with another stingray, they say, but does share it with a couple of white-spotted bamboo sharks named Larry and Moe. So now the suspicion is that the stingray is going to have shark babies. Really? Well, that's one possible explanation that that Charlotte somehow made the sweet interspecies love with one of the sharks. Is it possible? Wow. Which would be very unlikely. There's also the small possibility that somehow impregnated herself, because that happens with some, animals, some species. Some species, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, they can be self-replicating, which is extremely rare also, they say, but actually not impossible. The good news is the answer should come soon, because Charlotte is about to give birth any day now. Genetic tests on the pups will reveal whether they are stingrays or some type of stingray-shark hybrid. Yeah. Larry, Moe, get into my office right now. (laughs) What have you guys been up to? (laughs) Mackie, what's happening as far as the weird news? Probably not quite the Valentine's Day experience this Florida woman was expecting. Sheriff Grady Judd in Tampa uh, says her ex-boyfriend Anthony Lewis allegedly paid off a couple, or not to, I should say, allegedly made off with a couple of Sandhill Crane statues from someone's yard and put them in her yard. Oh, well, that was nice of him. In an effort to make things up to her. <laughs> She's a sheriff. Okay. And he says, don't you worry, I'm going to steal you something real nice. <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, in the video of the department's Facebook page, the judge says the statues were a gift to the victim of the theft from her late husband. Oh, nice. Well, sure, of course they were something like that. Yeah. Judd says Lewis has 39 previous burglary and theft charges, is now behind bars. So her ex-boyfriend has been arrested for burglary and theft 39 times. I can't. I can't, <laughs> I can't stay away from him. I mean... <laughs> What a strange relationship. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the criminal and, and the, the sheriff. sheriff. Yeah. Uh-huh. We'll steal you something real nice. A Florida man has been sentenced to two years probation and community service for using a co-worker's credit card to buy a pumpkin. 40-year-old Edward Atwood pled no contest to using the and uh, using and possessing a stolen credit card. While working at Chili's Restaurant, this is October 31st, Adwood, Atwood found a co-worker's wallet, which was accidentally dropped in the parking lot. So the Chili's can't be that big. The restaurant's not that big. You know what I'm saying, Mackie? It's not like the guy doesn't know who this person is who dropped their wallet in the parking lot. Right, yeah. So instead of handing over the wallet to its rightful owner, he used her credit card to purchase a case of beer and a pumpkin. The victim saw the charges on her account, notified police. Investigators reviewed surveillance footage of the business where the charges were made and saw Atwood wearing the Chili's hat, (laughs) making the purchases. They visited him at his house, uh, and they noticed a freshly carved pumpkin outside the front door. It's Halloween. Victim's wallet and driver's license inside the home is what was found as well. And the items were returned to the co-worker. The pumpkin was taken as evidence, so he didn't get to enjoy it much. Right. In addition to probation and community service, Atwood is required to pay $510 in fines and fees as well. I'm gonna what buy, was he thinking? Yeah, I'm going to buy a pumpkin just to throw them off. <laughs> it's Halloween. I need a little pumpkin. Get me some beer and a pumpkin. Gonna enjoy this trick-or-treating night. Man. A pair of climate protesters were arrested after dumping pink powder over the case that contains the U.S. Constitution. What? The vandalism took place Wednesday afternoon at the National Archives in Washington, D.C. Security guards uh, stood by while the incident unfolded. took several minutes before police arrived and took two men into custody. What are they standing by for? Maybe they were afraid of the powder. That could be. Maybe. Yeah. Officials have closed down the National Archives for the rest of the day. They say the Constitution appears undamaged and is encased in the most scientifically advanced housing that preservation technology can provide. How about they make these two idiot climate protesters read the Constitution, the greatest document ever put together in the history of politics? Mm -hmm. It's not like there's not a legal venue for them to protest, you know? Yeah. We're going to go damage the U.S. Constitution. That'll show them. A bunch of morons. Uh, going around telling people you're a gangster while covered in pizza and vomit, that's no way to go through life, son. (laughs) True. An Arizona man under arrest after he allegedly got drunk and tried to fight uh, people outside of a Denny's restaurant. 41-year-old Bryson Lewis was discovered fast asleep outside the restaurant, uh, was approached by a man named Richard Fox, who woke him up and told him he had to leave. Lewis responded by telling Fox to fight him. I'll fight you. And claimed to be a gangster. Ah, mm-hmm. Police were called. 
They arrived at the scene. They they uh, found uh, Lewis intoxicated, unable to walk, covered in pizza and vomit. That's yeah, a nice scene. Yeah, how's it going, Lewis? <laughs> Cops say that he was uncooperative and continued to say that he was a gangster, and uh, officers placed him under arrest and charged him with a criminal trespass and disorderly conduct. Yeah. Just, I mean, he claims he's a gangster. You probably just call him, you know, arrest him on those charges. Sounds like it's a good you day. You a gangster. Yeah. <laughs> Passengers in uh, Delta International flight may be relieved to have been off the plane after maggots fell from an overhead cabin onto economy passengers about an hour after takeoff. Oh. Got some bad meat in the plane What's going on? The flight was traveling from from? Amsterdam to Detroit (laughs) and was rerouted uh, after a suitcase containing rotten fish in the overhead bin broke open. Oh, there you go. A suitcase with rotten fish and maggots began to fall on unsuspecting passengers. Oh, man. (laughs) That's just disgusting. Passengers exited the plane after it landed at the original airport, and the suitcase that caused the disruption was put into a bag to be burned while the cabin was cleaned. Yeah. Yeah, A passenger told the Daily Mirror that the owner of the suitcase was identified and detained on the plane following complaints from other passengers, though it was uh, unclear whether the individual was fined or faced further action. Wow. I would think transporting... Rotten fish internationally would be a crime, wouldn't it? I well, we talked about it a week or so ago about somebody else having some sort. Oh, it was the dried monkey meat? Yeah, that was uh, that was a big deal. Right. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, anytime you're transporting rotten meat, should probably be an offense, shouldn't it? Or the penalty should just be, um, you're having fish for dinner on the plane, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you got to eat all these maggots. Uh, traffic is finally moving along in, uh, on I-95 in South Carolina after a cattle trailer uh, turned over, released three dozen cows. Uh, truck ran off the road, caught fire, trailer opened up, and about 35 cows all escaped. The driver of the truck was taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Meanwhile, a stretch of the highway was shut down for about 10 hours while crews worked to clear debris and also wrangle up all the cows, many of which had roamed into the woods and area neighborhoods. Yeah, they're getting away from there. Right. Police had to deploy drones equipped with thermal imaging cameras to find the animals. Then cowboys were dispatched to lasso them. (laughs) (laughs) Life in law enforcement, ladies and gentlemen. Quite the get It's an adventure. Yeah. Some of the cows were injured and were being cared for by veterinarians. Well, that's good. They're taking care of them. Don't want any injuries. Police in one Connecticut town are on the lookout for a furry four-legged suspect. His crime? Predicting an early spring. The Guilford, uh, Connecticut Police Department took to Facebook this week to share a tongue-in-cheek post saying they're coming for Chuckles the Groundhog. They say he defrauded New Englanders with his claims of a shorter winter. Oh, man. Now the area is coated with snow. <laughs> yeah, claims against that false uh, false yeah. prediction, huh? Chuckles the groundhog, well. Uh-huh. You know, I don't know if he was just doing what Poxitani Phil said or if he has a mind of his own. This one's for you and your pals, Mackie. All right. 
Republican lawmakers have introduced a bill that would outlaw the sale of refrigerated beer in Tennessee. Can't buy a cold beer. The bill is now headed to committee. If it passes, it'll uh, head to a final vote. What do lawmakers have against cold brew, you're asking? Right. The goal of the bill is to stop drunk driving and crashes. Currently in Tennessee, drinking while behind the wheel is illegal. Yeah. But passengers are allowed to consume alcohol. Oh, passengers can while driving around. Right. Open container for the passengers is just fine. Just the driver can't touch it. Sitting pretty close to the driver. Probably so what a lot they're of the saying time. is, there's as long if it's warm, nobody's really going to want to drink it while they're in the car. You know, take it home and get it refrigerated for yourself, and then have one type deal. I think the defense would just be, Your Honor, have you spent any time in Tennessee? <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> you know, that's all. Uh-huh. That's, the defense. that's it. It's hot out. Okay. <laughs>